Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Toxatory, the podcast. I apologize in advance if you hear the out-of-breathness that I am feeling. Your girl is feeling pregnant today, y'all. The exhaustion, the fatigue, um, I feel a little blurry, like a little foggy. So I'm just giving y'all that preface, but I will say that the conversation that you guys are about to hear with my friend, Brittany Dawn is so incredibly powerful. This is actually one of the first conversations Brittany and I have ever had outside of Instagram DMs. We have followed each other for years. I have admired um, just the work that God has done in her life, her boldness for Christ, the way she is able to speak out with so much wisdom and so unashamed, unafraid. Like she is a true God-fearing woman and I admire that so much about her. Um, I feel like she truly embraces um, the verse in Revelations. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it's Revelation 12, 11, but I don't want to quote this wrong. So I'm just going to pull it up real quickly for you guys. Yes. Wow. I'm honestly kind of shocked that I was um, correct with that. Revelation 12, 11, it says, and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by the power of their testimony. And so she is going to be sharing um, just honestly a little bit of her testimony, but her entire testimony is so, so powerful. Um, What God has delivered her from, and there's so many things that we just really dive into on this episode. Um, We go deep really quickly, um, but I hope it encourages you as well to truly not be ashamed of what God has done in your life, what he has brought you out of. Um, I feel like the things that the enemy, you know, meant for harm in your life, if you give them to God, you surrender them to God, he will use them for your good and for his glory. I know for a long time, I did not want to share things I walked through in my past because it seemed scary. I didn't want it to skew people's version of me or their view of me, etc. And I will tell you, when I share what I have walked through with other women, especially just in a safe place, one-on-one, like it has brought so much more intimacy and closeness um, with that person. And it just speaks of God's goodness. It's not about your image. It's about the image of God. And so as we share what we've walked through, what we've been through and what God has done, it brings him glory. And that is the point. That's how we defeat the schemes of the enemy. Anything that we leave inside in those dark places, it's like leaving it in the enemy's territory. But as soon as we bring them out into the light, that's when God can use it. Um, And so I hope that encourages you today. And I'm so excited for you guys to just hear um, the conversation. Uh, But before that, I do just want to thank you guys so much um, for your sweet reviews over on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. They mean so much to me and they help other people find this podcast as well. Um, If you haven't had a chance to leave a review and you feel led to, I would absolutely love that and appreciate that. 
And if you're over on YouTube watching, uh, make sure to like and subscribe, join the community. Um, I just love what God is doing. So Anyways, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with my girl, Brittany. Okay, we're going to welcome on a little bit different this talk to Tori because this is like one of our first times actually being able to have a conversation that's not on like Instagram DMs outside of I know your podcast. And I feel like talking to you has just been so easy and so spirit led. And I just want to give you an opportunity just to tell people where they can find you and just a little bit about you before we hop into the conversation. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's so exciting to like finally connect with you. I feel like we've followed each other for a while, but we've never actually like talked face to face. Well, we're obviously not in person, but um, yeah, I'm Brittany Dawn. I know. I know. Um, I'm Brittany Dawn. We live in Texas, born and raised Texan. Um, I've been an influencer for 10 years now, which makes me feel wow. old, <laughs> but I'm really not old. I promise. You're not. You're not. Um, and I've walked through a lot of fires through that. I've, mm. I've seen mountaintops. I've seen valleys. I've seen God's goodness. I've seen barren deserts and yeah. the Lord has truly shown me that he never leaves our side, regardless of what we're walking through. And, um, walked through, uh, some things very publicly and yeah. it's been a, a lesson to learn, but all in all, the Lord has used it to lead me back to him. Yeah. And for that, I'm, I'm so grateful. Man. See, you share your testimony on so many different aspects of your life. Um, just from the outside in, I don't know all of your testimony. I'd love to dive in a little bit more, but I know that you really opened up about, um, just things that had happened back in your childhood that opened up certain doors. Um, yeah. You talk about pornography, you talk about masturbation, you talk about mm-hmm. sexual sin, you talk about walking through a divorce, you talk about the redemption and beautiful story of Jesus and how he is so present in your now marriage. And yeah. um, I just feel like there's a lot of girls because – when you were still walking through, I just watched um, one of your videos over on YouTube about your testimony. Um, there's a lot of Christian girls who I feel like are living in that season where maybe there's like some secret sin going on that yeah. in the outside world, no one mm-hmm. knows because I've totally been there. Like I knew Jesus. Yeah. I knew what walking with him looked like. And yet I was still wrestling with sexual sin. I was still wrestling with yeah. these things. I mean, I remember having conversations in the middle of certain things happening and being like, why am I doing the thing I know I shouldn't do? And yeah, feeling the shame that comes like thereafter. And so I'm curious where that like big revelation came inside of your story that really like made you pivot I'm sure you might have to like backtrack a little bit on it but um yeah like did you have that like moment where everything shifted or do you Mm -hmm. feel like it was like um gradual yeah absolutely I um it was it was sudden but it was gradual at the same time and I'll explain why so um had been walking with the Lord in my childhood grew up in a Christian home and gave my life to Christ at 16 and no one prepared me for what was to come after that. No one tells you 
about the spiritual warfare that's yeah. to follow. Yeah. And I went to just a Southern Baptist church that didn't even raise their hands yeah. <laughs> when they're worshiping the Lord and, yeah. um, you know, just the religious religiosity. And so I ended up falling back into the world tenfold within six months. I was sleeping with um, my then boyfriend, drinking alcohol, going out, sneaking out of the house, just all the things that you would expect a 17-year-old to be doing. And um, that just kind of escalated through my 20s. I was um, married, then divorced. And just once I got divorced, really got taken a hold of by the world with dating apps and men and using men for sex and um, you know, trying to almost get back at them because I had been hurt so many times wow. by men. So I was like, well, I'm going to take the power back. Wow. And that's something that a lot of women don't talk about, um, wanting to do that. Pornography, you know, that just opens up the door. Well, when I was a child, I had um, been sexually exposed to some things as a six-year-old mm -hmm. that I really didn't process until the last couple of years wow. and started masturbating when I was six. And I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand what I was feeling. I mean, you're a kid, right? Like yeah. you're, you're not supposed to no. feel those things yeah. as a child. And it really stole the innocence from my childhood. Um, I, I didn't, I had so many questions and it made me feel dirty every mm -hmm. time I did it, like just yeah. so shameful. Yeah. And um, the enemy really like, grabbed a hold of that. And so I struggled with masturbation from six to like 29. Yeah, it was about a year before I met Jordan. And um, through that, it, it just, it was a gradual process. I, I had my encounter with the Lord in 2019. I actually encountered Jesus in the middle of my suicide attempt. Wow. Um, like I said, the enemy had really gotten a hold of me. I was in the middle of my third eating disorder. I was a divorcee by two years, um, abusive relationships that were just incredibly toxic, that were not even relationships. They were more situationships, yeah. <laughs> if you want to say that. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, I had placed my entire identity in social media, my career. Um, I was in the fitness industry and I walked through cancel culture in 2019 just for some silly business mistakes that happened. And unfortunately, when you have a public platform, those yeah. mistakes get aired out to everyone. Right. And, um, all of that is done and over with now, praise God. But mm -hmm. it took me walking through all of that to see that the life I was living was, was leading me to death. It mm -hmm. was leading me to hell. Yeah. And I, I, people ask me all the time, they're like, are you grateful that you walked through that? Like, do you wish that that had never happened? And it's, it's a double-edged question, Absolutely. right? Because of course I don't yeah. want to walk through that, but looking back, I'm so grateful that the Lord let that happen to me because we do have free will. And I think that's a, a, a concept that a lot of people have a hard time get, like grasping, yeah. mm -hmm. um, that our God loves us and he, he would do anything for us. He mm -hmm. literally sent his one and only son on the cross to die for our sins, yeah. but he gave us free will and God is a gentleman and he's not going to push salvation on us. He's not going to push his will for us on our life. Mm -hmm. And so with that free will. I made a lot of really stupid mistakes that led me to that. And, um, so I encountered Jesus in 2019 in the middle of my suicide attempt. He quite literally saved my life. I, I should yeah. not be alive. And I don't say that lightly. Um, and when I stood up from that floor, I was, I, I couldn't tell you how long I was laying on my kitchen floor. Um, it could have been two hours. It could have been 12 hours. I just know that I had 
no agenda. I, I had nothing left to live for. I had lost everything in cancel culture. And um, I needed to get to that place. It was almost as if I was an onion and the Lord was just removing layer after layer after layer to get to my core. Yeah. And that's what it took. And so um, from then I moved forward. I remember the next morning I, I came up off that floor and I just felt like this weight had been removed from my shoulders. It was a peace that I had never experienced. That was the first time that I had ex encountered the Lord and felt the Holy Spirit. Wow. And um, I, I won't go into it too much, but I, I walked through a lot of deliverance that night um, when I was just by myself. You know, yeah. I think people can get kind of freaked out by deliverance, but I needed it in that yeah. moment. Um, for the Holy Spirit to come in, there's things that had to leave me. And it was messy and it was hard and it was beautiful at the same time. And it was so wow. holy. And um, I remember the next morning I, I didn't have a Bible and I wanted so badly. I was like, why am I craving God's word? Like, what what yeah. is this hunger inside of me? Yeah. I was like, yesterday I was sitting there trying to take my life and now I just want the Bible. Wow. And so I ordered one on Amazon. I got there the next day. And I had no agenda, no job, mm -hmm. no anything. And so I literally would just sit and saturate in God's word for hours. I, I had no friends. Everyone had left me. I mean, I, I literally quite literally lost everything minus like wow. the roof over my, my head in my car. Um, and so I, I, I would just spend time in his presence and worship. And through that, um, started watching sermons on YouTube. And that's how I came across Upper Room. I lived in Dallas at the time. And I got plugged in at Uproom, which was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because they just share the glory. Yeah. I mean, you walk in that building and you can feel his presence mm -hmm. and they do not tread lightly on topics like sexual sin mm -hmm. and masturbation and lust. Yeah. And that had truly had, it had a hold on me in that time. Yeah. Um, that was the deepest rooted sin in my life. And so that was the hardest sin to Break. get delivered from. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was a gradual process. I remember one night I was sitting at upper room and Larissa Miller, who I don't know if you've ever heard her speak. She has such a mama bear spirit oh. and I just love her. I've, I've personally sat with her and, and she's just, I love her to pieces. And she shared this message on sexual sin in a way that I had never heard before. Um, you know, you hear people behind the pulpit saying, well, if you have sex before marriage, you're going to hell. And yes, <laughs> you know, like sexual sin, but, but that's not the father's love. Yeah. Like the way she delivered the message was from a place of reverence for the Lord. And it was so beautiful and so holy. And I was sitting in the very back because I was just this, you know, baby Christian, just trying to blend in and yeah. figure out who this God is that just saved my life. And um, I just started weeping and they had an altar call, hundreds of people in, in that room. And I was one of the first up there. I was just like, it felt like I don't even remember. I just sprinted, yeah. <laughs> not literally, yeah. but it felt like I was just running up there because I was like, that's me. That's me. That's me. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am that girl. Yeah. I'm broken. And I didn't care. You know, I was still walking through the thick of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. I didn't care if people knew who I was. I didn't, nothing mattered, but I yeah. just wanted my heart to be right with the Lord. And, um, I repented from my sexual sin that night and I turned from my ways. And then it was like, oh wait, masturbation is a sin. And yeah. so is pornography because yeah. there's just a lot of 
places that don't speak on that. And um, so that pornography came pretty much right away after that. I gave that up and it was hard and I had to take practical, you know, steps to overcome that and have accountability and and make sure that um, I wasn't, I knew my triggers and I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing things that were going to trigger that. Um, And then the masturbation came after that. Just the Lord, he's so gracious. He's, he's not an angry God. He, he's, he's a God of wrath, but he's not angry towards us. And I think once I realized that, um, that love that you, when you have that revelation of who he is, like that makes you want to change. It makes you want to give those things up because when you taste and see of his goodness, it's so much greater than anything you could Mm. try to do in your own power, whether that's masturbation or going and sleeping with someone or having a one night stand it's he's so much better than any of that and so um yeah sorry I kind of went on a really long tangent about that but that's kind of my backstory no it's good because my husband talks about um pornography a lot in terms of that was something he wrestled with for years and years and years I remember him opening up um to me about it when we first started dating um Mm-hmm. And I remember he was so nervous about my response. Um, but for me, I had known what I'd walk through. I, I knew the power of God. I knew what he could deliver you from. And so I remember my response was just, that doesn't scare me. Like, I just, I know the power of yeah. our God. And for him, he had never received a response like that. Like, But that's the grace of our God. Um, I remember him sharing at one point that one of his mentors or pastors had said, like, it's the moment right after, you know, that you just like feel Mm -hmm. the most broken. And it's like you don't want to run to God because you feel that shame. You feel like that dirty feeling that you'd um, Mm -hmm. mentioned previously. And it's like you have to know in that moment, like, God loves you so much mm-hmm. in this moment. Like, yeah. he's never loved you yeah. more than he loves you right now. But just mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's the love that drives you into the shift in action. Like, it cannot yeah. be religiosity that changes mm-hmm. your action. It has to be out of, Lord, I want to love yeah. you the best I can possibly love you because of how yeah. you've loved me. And I know left up to my own devices, how sinful I am. Like I do not like the version of Tori that I was yeah. when I wasn't walking with Jesus. And so it's like, man, I want to honor you with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because of the goodness that I've tasted. It's because of that. Yeah. And this is kind of something else you touched on that I love to talk about. And I just don't feel like it's talked about enough. It's like, it's a narrow path, right? It is a narrow yeah. path that we walk. And I feel like a lot of people, and I only say this because I've had a couple of these conversations, but um, I just remember sitting on the beach with this girl, um, believer, and hell got brought up. And she's like, I just don't believe in hell. And I'm like, what do you mm-hmm. mean you don't believe in hell? And she's like, well, I believe that we serve a good God. So I just can't imagine a good God like sending anyone to hell. Wow. And I'm like, well, what was the point of Jesus dying then? Yeah. Like, what did he die to save us from if there is no eternal 
hell, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't, the storyline doesn't make sense if there's not something to be saved from. And I think yeah. it's the weight of that wrestling, the weight of that revelation to be like, mm-hmm. I was not like just bad in my sin. I was dead in my sin. Yeah. And now I'm alive yeah. in Christ. Like it is yeah. a death to life situation. This is not like I was yeah. living an okay life and now I'm living a better life, right? Like I was living a mm-hmm. worldly life and now I'm living a quote unquote godly life. It was like I was living dead, like walking dead. Yeah. And now I am yeah. I get to walk in the perspective that I have eternal life in the glory of the father to look forward to. And it's that like perspective shift that I know for me changed so much, but I think that Mm -hmm. I had to come to the realization and the wrestling of, Oh wow, I actually am so sinful. Like, cause I think that, um, I think a lot of girls that listen to this podcast are living for the Lord, you know, like they Mm -hmm. want their life to honor God. Um, that's yeah. why they're watching, right? Like two women having a conversation about what the Lord has done. Um, yeah. But for me, I just, I know that I've kind of been in that that seat where it's like, okay, I'm a, I'm a Christian and no one knows any different. Um, but it's like, what's going on behind closed doors, you mm-hmm. know? And like yeah. how that impacts our intimacy with the Lord and how that impacts the fruit that's going to come from our life and how that's going to impact whether or not we walk in healthy relationships. And I think the mm-hmm. beautiful part of the father is like so many people think like I had a, a good friend of mine. I remember she's not a Christian, but um, when Chad and I were first dating and she was so confused at why we weren't sleeping together. And I remember her literally yeah. saying like, well, don't you want to test drive the car before you buy it? Wow. And, um, and I just remember yeah. being like, well, normally you don't buy the one you test drive. You know, like, wow, that's not <laughs> normally how it works. Right. Um, yeah. But also like just that, um, she's like, I just feel like you're like shackled to these rules. And it's like, no, because if mm. I were to ask you the question, if you were to stop sleeping with your boyfriend, would he stay? Yeah. And actually yeah. answer that truthfully. Yeah. And she's like, well, but I wouldn't because like I want to. And I'm like, I get that you want to, but I'm asking Mm -hmm. you if you like had this conviction or if something happened and you could no longer sleep together, like, would he stay with you? And she couldn't answer. And so I'm like, so for me, that feels more like shackles. That feels like you're Mm -hmm. actually enslaved to the sexuality of this relationship versus walking in the freedom that yeah. I don't have to sleep with him. And he, guess what? He's still here. Like we're still yeah. walking in relationship and we're excited to be together. We're excited to yes. commit and start our life together and build a family and all of these things. And I just, I feel um, this like empathy, but I also feel like this, this mm. sadness um, for the people that are in relationships that feel that fear of saying like, yeah. well, I want to, glorify God and I want to walk in his ways but I'm nervous that the person that I'm with might not stay and yeah and it's so hard to like you know because there's there's so many women that might be listening to this 
sorry if I pause it's because I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, I, I feel like there's so many women that could be listening that are in relationships and they're in that they're going to church together. They're doing the church thing. They're serving together, but they're still living in that sin behind closed doors. And yeah. they don't know, like, is this God's, is this a relationship God sent, uh, sent for me and him? Or is it, is a sin and is this not God's will? And I've always told girls in that situation, the best thing to do is to like split up as hard as that is to say. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and take almost like a sabbatical from each other. Like don't talk, don't text, both seek the Lord Mm -hmm. on your own terms and see what the Lord says. Cause when we're in the middle of that sexual sin, even if we're going to church together, cause I I was that girl, like I was, going to upper room when I was living in that sin before I got convicted with a guy who was also a Christian and we were not Christians behind closed doors and everything was so hazy, right? Cause the Bible tells us, do not open the door to love before it's, before it's time. I think that's in Proverbs. I could be wrong or song of Solomon. Actually, I think it's Mm -hmm. song of Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, the the Bible tells us that like doing that is going to, it's going to cause all these things, all these chains, all these shackles, just like you said, that come with that sin. And so that's always my advice is if you're listening to this and you're in that situation, take a break from each other as hard as that is, it's going to hurt, but God's will. And when you do it, his way is so much more fruitful and so much more beautiful than living in sin. I, I can honestly say had Jordan and I not honored the Lord in our dating season, I don't think we would be married. It would have just been another statistic because Mm -hmm. the way that the Lord orchestrated everything so beautifully for surrendering to him and dying to our flesh, which is something that also not a lot of people talk about because it's not fun and it's not popular and it's not glamorized because it sucks like no one wants to die to your flesh like great I'm just gonna like kill that temptation today it would it feels Mm -hmm. good to give into it in the moment moment. but the conviction that comes after and when we were dating that was one thing that really helped me to withhold from those temptations because they're gonna come like you're you're naturally like the Lord gives us the sex drive that we have it's healthy but it's only healthy to activate that so to say in marriage and in order to like learn to have that self-discipline kind of like we talked about you know Mm -hmm. before this episode Tori like you have to come up with practical things yeah no laying down together Jordan and I on a couch we laid our toes were touching Uh (laughs) which sounds so cheesy but like we had to do things like that to keep us from from falling into mm-hmm. sin. And one thing that I would tell myself, um, if there ever were moments where things got heated, cause there definitely were right. Like we're two humans. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself, Brit, like what you feel now is might be great, but like the conviction yeah. of letting the Lord down in a moment mm-hmm. is not worth it. Not like worth that it, weight yeah. that you know, that is going to hit you as soon as you're done is not worth doing this. It's not worth acting on. And that would always just check my spirit so fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to the ones that are in a relationship that they want to honor the Lord, it's, it's such a hard place to be. It's so tough, especially if you've been with this person for years. And, and I say that like, there's ways to not break up and go and seek the Lord on your own and, and just like take it time from seeing each other. Like just, you have to, you have to do practical things of like, if you're being tempted 
in your apartment or you're living together, whatever it is, like you have to change things if you yeah. truly want to live for the Lord and honor God. Yeah. There's something that Chad and I, like a metaphor, I guess we always say, and it's like, okay, imagine you're in this cabin in the woods, it's snowing and you're freezing, right? And all you want is some, you need a fire, right? You need the fire mm-hmm. to warm up because um, you're so cold. So then all of a sudden there is like this delivery and it is a fire building kit, right? Well, there's instructions to build the fire. You bring it into the home, yeah. you put it into the fireplace, you light it, it heats up the room, it does what it's supposed to do, and it's beautiful. Well, what you don't do is take that kit into the bedroom, put it on the bed, and start the fire. Because yeah. what's going to happen? Wow. The house is going to burn down. And so I yeah. think the beautiful thing about the Lord is he gives us something that could literally light up our life, right? It is a mm-hmm. beautiful thing. It is a gift. But outside of the context of how he yeah. created it, because he's the creator, he created sex. And mm-hmm. so he says, if you want this I have an instruction manual and this is the way that it's supposed to be for it to benefit your life and to be a weapon against the enemy instead of a weapon that the enemy can use against you. And so it's like, whose hands are we leaving this in? Right? Like, cause sex Mm -hmm. is a powerful weapon, especially in marriage. There is like Mm -hmm. times where Chad and I have had disagreements and what do we want to do? We want to retreat or withhold, but there have been moments where we're like, Oh no, no, no. That's exactly what the enemy wants right now. So what are we going to do? We're going to do the complete opposite. Right. And so it's like, we will literally use it as a weapon for our marriage, for our intimacy. And uh, there's literally been times where I'm like, take that devil. Like (laughs) you don't get my marriage. Right. And so it's um, so real. It is. And it's so powerful, but I think with anything that has power, we have to recognize it and say, okay, I recognize that this has the ability to light up my life or burn me, you know? And so it needs to be in its right context and we need to be thankful to God. Cause I think that sometimes in that season of waiting or that season of dating engagement, you can get like frustrated. Like why God, why is this the rule? This is what I want. Like, this is what I'm feeling. And it's like, instead, why don't we think the best of God instead of thinking Mm -hmm. that we know better? It's like, why don't we think, Oh wow, God, you've shown yourself so faithful in so many areas of my life. And if Mm -hmm. you say this is how it's supposed to happen and when it's supposed to happen, thank you. Like, thank you for giving me the instruction on how to enjoy it to the best of its ability instead of, you know, like me with Ikea furniture. You know what I mean? Like, it is not going to work out well. (laughs) (laughs) We we did that one time and never again. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it was not so many pieces yeah. broken. Just it was bad. Yeah. But one thing that um, it's a quote that I, I heard a while back, actually on social media, and I, I couldn't tell you who I heard it from. It was some guy in a podcast. And he said, 
when you're dating, the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to get you to take your clothes off. And when you're married, the enemy is going to do everything he can to try to get you to keep your clothes Mm -hmm. on. And I heard that and I was like, oh my gosh, that is it. That is exactly it because he knows how powerful sex is in the right context in marriage. So of course he's going to try to get you to do everything beforehand. And it's, it's so hard. It's so hard, especially when you're sitting there and your hormones are going crazy and you're like, I just want to give into this just one time. And I'm like, yes, but (laughs) waiting is so beautiful. And the Lord, I mean, when you die to your flesh and you give that up and you surrender that God is so faithful to orchestrate things that are so much further than what we could dream or imagine in your marriage and everything around you. I mean, cause you're, you're honoring God and yeah. he sees that and he loves that. And so, yeah, and this is coming I love this from whole two girls who have done it the wrong way. And we're yes. like, Hey, I, so one of my favorite movies in the whole world and everyone listening to this already knows this, but it's the war room. Um, yes, it's just the best. And in the beginning scene, um, where she is like, I, I don't know if this is the beginning scene, but she's like, I have stepped on so many landmines. Like what I'm trying to do is show you so that you don't have to go through what I went yeah. through, you know? So it's like, it's, yeah. we're only saying all of this out of complete love and to just say that yeah. like, you can do that thing, right? Like you can do it. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a better way like there is such a better way we have free will um which means we have the choice which means like we have to make decisions which means we have to pray for the holy spirit's voice to be so loud um yes but truly the weight and um just allowing god to use what he has created in the way that like he's created it for is so beautiful and so freeing and so safe. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, his way is always the better way, even if it's the harder way. Yeah. Well, being able to like be intimate with your significant other, knowing that he's not going to leave right after. Yeah. Like, why would you not want that? Mm -hmm. That's just so precious and as someone and I, and I can't speak for you Tori I don't know all the story you know your past but as someone that has had that happen mm. like on many occasions it's like that wow. it's it's not a good feeling yeah and to know that I'm gonna wait and save this for marriage so that I know that I know that I know that he's not just gonna like leave me yeah. high and dry the next day yeah like that is you can't put a price on that no, it's so and true. so yeah this whole conversation has been so beautiful Well, I've so enjoyed having you on. I feel like there's a million other topics that we could dive into and talk about. Yes. (laughs) Um, But just as a side note, we talked for like an hour before this talks with Tori. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for her podcast to come out. You'll have to go check out um, that. But Brittany, thank you so much for being on Talks with Tori. Um, I know that I was encouraged by the conversation and all those listening probably were too. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, you guys. Well, I just know that you were encouraged by that conversation. I appreciate her vulnerability and just willingness to talk about the topics that a lot of people 
shy away from and don't want to talk about. Um, I know that it blesses and encourages my life so much. And so y'all make sure to go find her on social. I know that you will be richly blessed by um, just all the wisdom that God has given her. Um, but anyways, as always, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review if you're listening over on podcast land and also don't forget we have an email list and there's some things that we're working on behind the scenes that our email list will be the first to know about and so I will have a link in the description if you want to join that promise no spam Um, it'll just be the good stuff and so anyways love you guys and see you next Tuesday at two